Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome back to a special festive edition of I Don't Know History. Uh, my name's Alex, I'm here with my partner in crime, my co-host, my non-historian friend, RJ. Say hello, RJ. Hello. All right. Well, it's the most wonderful time of the year. With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be in good cheer. It's the most wonderful time. Of the year. Of, of the year. Excellent. Lovely. I'm nice little... that you join in. No. That's Why not? not? That's not what this Just podcast harmonize. is. Just nice. I'm sorry. I'm not very good at harmonizing. Anyway. Yes, this is our Christmas edition of I Don't Know History. Uh, I was going to open this with World War One, but maybe something a little bit lighter to uh, go into the Christmas break with. Yeah. Uh, World War One's a Otherwise, we'd end up with three weeks of... Uh, of Waiting for part two as well. And also, like the horrors of just like we did Cold War, Cold War Two, and we would have done World War One and be like, oh, if I know what, <laughs> if you don't want to know what happened in World War One, look away now. I like how you went Cold War One, Cold War Two, like there were two separate Cold Wars. Well, like, I mean, that kind of were a little bit. It went on for a while. Yeah, through uh, like detente and all that. Anyway, if you're interested in the Cold War, please listen to the last two episodes, <laughs> because we're not going to be talking about that today. Today, RJ, we're obviously going to be talking about the origins of Christmas, uh, mm-hmm. certain cr- Chris- Christmassy traditions. Why is Santa red? Why do you think Santa's red? Because I heard it's something to do with the Coca-Cola company, um, like, starting to advertise them with red, and then it just kind of became a staple. That is partly true. Oh, okay. Now, while... Coca-Cola did popularise the image of a red Santa Claus, and probably the image of Santa Claus we all know today, it was not... Coca-Cola didn't create this red Santa Claus. So let me give you a little bit of history about uh, Santa Claus, right? He said He said the thing. He said the thing. Let me give you a bit of history. Let me give you a little bit of history. <laughs> That's my new catchphrase, is it? Yeah, I? there we go. RJ, I've listened to your, your podcast, actually. The one you did with Scott. If, you're, um, if you want to listen to uh, RJ's podcast, it's Cup of RJ, available on uh, all good podcasting platforms. Mm-hmm. Where is Santa Claus from? Did I say this in the podcast? You and Scott found this out on your podcast. Oh, it's like, um... Turkey! Turkey is correct. Well, this particular iteration of Santa Claus that we're talking about, there are, there are many different... Um, Traditions of, of Saint Nicholas, let's call him at this point. Um, Why was I looking up where Santa was from? I can't remember. I think I think you were doing headlines. <laughs> oh yeah, Turkey at um, Santa's remains. Saint Nicholas's remains or Santa's re- Santa Claus's remains found in Turkey. That's a bastardization of the term. Really, it wasn't. It's not really Santa Claus. Santa Claus is a is a sorry kids. Santa Claus is a fictional character. Yeah. Uh, based around these. Um, these people. Right, so St. Nicholas was a 4th century Lycian Orthodox bishop. Mm-hmm. Real guy. Yep. Lycia is in the Byzantine Empire, or was in the Byzantine Empire, mm-hmm. present-day Turkey. Yeah. So you were right with that. Uh, he was known for being a generous gift giver. Particularly... This, I know. This, uh, like, yeah. th- these were the bits of Christmas that I was aware of. Did you know that he uh, actually gave three impoverished daughters of a pious Christian... Uh, dowries so that they didn't have to become prostitutes. Oh. Good guy. Good guy. Good guy. Um, yeah. That's St. That's Nicholas and uh, there is a feasting day, a Christian feast day on the 6th of December. Well, it's the day of St. Nicholas's day. Mm-hmm. Which is not celebrated anymore. We'll go into why in a moment. Uh, he is portrayed as a bearded bishop the white beard comes up with in canonical robes. Alright, the things that I've got tying in my head here at the minute. Go on. Um, because the winter solstice is a thing, I'm guessing we're going to get onto that a bit later. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, okay. Because what's going on in my head now, you said the 6th of December, and I just mm. want to... The reason why I'm starting to bring stuff up probably a bit earlier than what you're planning to bring up All right. is only to see how my brain works and see if I'm right. Okay. Um, and I just get excited by this. <clears throat> I know that Jesus wasn't born on the 25th of December... If he was born at all, but that's a discussion for another day. I mean, Christ was real. Okay. He's a real guy. 
the, yeah, the, the question is whether or not he was the Messiah and the Son of God. That's true. He's mentioned multiple times. Like, he's mentioned not, not only in the Bible, but also in the Talmud and the Tanakh and the, the Quran. As he's Isa. He's a, Christian pro- he's a Christian and he's an Abrahamic prophet, if you like. Because he's a prophet of Judaism and Christianity and Islam. Um, whether or not he was born on the 25th of December is another question. No, he was born somewhere between July and September, I believe. Somewhere between July um, and sort of But October. they moved his birthday into the winter solstice, um, I believe. This is this is something that I am aware of. I don't know if I'm there are accurate m- on that. Multiple celebra- like midwinter celebrations yeah. practiced um, by all different sorts of religions. Because you said the 6th of December was the feasting day for uh, St. Nicholas. Yes. I was just like, oh, is that why Santa suddenly became the representation of Christmas, along with the whole Jesus factor? Well, we'll 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 look at that in a minute. Obviously, it's a lot to unwrap. Where did where did Christmas? <laughs> Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you missed his face when he realised what I said. Where did where did Christmas come from? Obviously, the Christian tradition of uh, the Nativity, the first the first Christmas. Um, Tell me about the nativity, RJ. I was in the nativity. Not the not the real one. You weren't. <laughs> you don't know how old I am. I right, hope you're not uh, 2017 years old. Oh, that would be great. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> that would be great. And I have just, it's just me fucking with you the whole time. Being still like, early. In I your don't infancy. know history, and it's still like, early in your infancy as a primordial god. You know. Yeah, it's just like I don't know history, and it's just you telling me what you think history is, and then I was just there like, oh, that the Battle of Hastings, you fucking moron. That's not how it happens. <laughs> Uh, Parental no. advisory. <laughs> oh, I did. Have we sworn on this podcast? You just now? swore a moment no, ago. I know, I know. Oh, you swear constantly. This. I tried to keep it light and uh, family <laughs> friendly. Sorry. But then you're like, fuck this, fuck that, fucking fuck, fuck, fuck. And I'm like, there we go. That's a nice little soundbite for you. <laughs> so. I'll try and behave in future. Let's go through the nativity a little bit for you in case you don't know it. If you've been to school, you know the nativity. Yeah. So. I play Joseph. Oh, congratulations. I played, like, villager number four. <laughs> I was not an actor in my youth. I don't profess to be an actor now, even though I do act in various productions that RJ makes. Hiya. Um, <laughs> so, Mary and Joseph have to go back to Jerusalem. Yes. For the, um, I've forgotten what they call it. Census. Census, that's the one. Um, and do that stuff while Mary is carrying a child. Carrying a child. Uh, the Immaculate Conception happened, so God uh, impregnated Mary with without, you know, the necessary... The, the things that are generally necessary for impregnation. Uh, yeah. Angel Gabriel appeared to her and said, you are carrying the child of God. Uh, he has sent himself to Earth in human form. And Christ, as we know him, Jesus Christ, was born. Mm-hmm. And... On, on zero, the year zero. Because the year zero isn't a BC or an AD. It's just zero. It's right in the middle there. And I mean, technically it should be zero AD, I guess, wait, because it's so the very first year. The very first, so zero, z- well, the year zero. Year zero. On the 20, well, the 25th of December, mm-hmm. on this new calendar. Um, it, it, does that mean... Jesus was born on minus one, and we start the year at zero. Or have there been twelve months of the year oh, zero? Well, I have no idea. Yeah, it's a good that's question. Such a, that's such a good question. That's a that's probably the best question you've ever asked on this podcast. Because <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. What's, what did they just say? The year that has just gone was was the year zero. When was Jesus actually well born? <laughs> born Calendar? Hebrew calendar. Is that the one okay. we're looking at here? First I guess so. Ministries. Uh, I'm so confused. Oh, I see. Was he... Okay, so it says that he was born in the second half of the fourth month of the Jewish religious calendar. So, March. Second half of the first fourth year. What? Okay. Oh, I can't be bothered. Why can't someone just give me a straight answer? I'm not in the mood to read the Bible. Oh, this is this is the worst. Hebrew uh, calendar. When was Jesus born? Timeline. Four BC. The angel Gabriel visits Mary in Nazareth. Before BC. Yeah, four BC. 
timeline of Jesus. Oh, I love that. What? I just love, love that there's a timeline of Jesus. <laughs> timeline of Jesus Christ. <laughs> just, just some kind of after oh wait, uh, Adult Swim show, the timeline of Jesus. Uh, well, 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 this is saying he was born in 4 BC. The traditional date. Of the birth Tra- of Jesus. Yeah, traditional date of the birth what? of Jesus. Due to conflict regarding dates, we have continued the timeline of Jesus according to his age. Right, so according to according to this website, datesandevents.org, yeah. Christ himself was actually born in the fourth year before Christ. <laughs> Jesus existed four years before himself. So, okay. So what happened? So it looks, what, they've gotten the years wrong and then they've had to just go... The, what well, they've done is they've just set a date. They've just gone, ah, we'll, we'll say this year because it's easier. So I am right in saying that it was, we've had 12 months then. Well, 11 months and 25 days. Yes, yeah, I guess so. Into the zero year <laughs> for Jesus. Zero to AD lasted like. seven days. <laughs> and, then, and then it was one. Yeah. So it's, it's zero <laughs> AD. I've, I don't even have this in my notes. So I was like, zero AD, Christ was born. Um, king Herod of Judea or wh- whatever it was at the time uh, says so there can only be one king he's a king of kings whatever I don't want that let's go kill him they escape they ride the donkey whatever uh, they, they escape and he lives he grows up um, then he is uh, betrayed by Judas mm-hmm. he's crucified on Easter Friday Black Black Good Friday but Easter Black Friday <laughs> crucified on Black Friday <laughs> that's not right I'm really sorry if there's any Christians listening. I am that I'm so offending. glad that we're doing this on the Christmas episode where it's we've got a bit of free reign, a little bit to be a bit silly because it's Christmas. Yeah, it's so, about having fun. Thirty-three years later, supposedly, uh, he was uh, crucified on Easter Saturday on Good Friday. No, not Good Friday. He arrived in Jerusalem on Good Friday. No, he arrived. Good Friday, you're right. Yeah, Why is it good? I don't know. Um, and then he was he rose from the grave on Easter Sunday. Sunday. Hence the miracle of Jesus and the formation of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Now, that obviously is the traditional meaning of Christmas. We still have nativities and stuff. But there is another figure that features very heavily in Christmas, and that is Santa Claus. Now, what does Santa Claus have to do with, Christ- with Christianity? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Where, where did he come Wait, from? But he's a saint, isn't he? He's a, yeah, he's a saint. But that's part of the... All right, fine. But what does he have to do with the nativity? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing to do with the nativity. I was just bringing up the fact that you say he's nothing to do with Jesus and it's like he's a saint. So there we go. There's a little redacted, <laughs> a little crash course in the nativity. <laughs> Let's move it on back to what I was talking about before. Saint Nicholas, right? <laughs> he was a bearded bishop in canonical... Ro- do you remember that all 15 minutes ago? Yeah. Bearded bishop in canonical robes. Canonical robes are often white and red. Mm-hmm. In Holland, or the Netherlands, if you prefer, uh, there is a traditional Christmas figure called Sinterklaas, which is a Dutch um, translation of Saint Nicholas. Yeah. Okay. Now his feasting day, as we mentioned, is the sixth of December, and a lot of people in the Netherlands celebrate this day in- instead of Christmas. The sixth of December is the feast day. Now he, if you look at uh, pictures of Sinterklaas in Holland, right, he's got a big white beard and a big red uh, meter, like a, you know what I mean, a meter or a mitre, I think it might be pronounced, like a, the priest hat, the cardinal's hat. Oh right, yes. And it's kind of white and red. That's another interpretation of Saint Nicholas, Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. If we go before Christianization, now Christianity really got going in sort of the third to fourth century A.D. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Saint Nicholas was a fourth-century Orthodox bishop, for example. But prior to the Christianization of Europe, the G- uh, Germanic peoples, including the English, might I add, celebrated Yule. Yule. You still have Yule logs, for example, mm-hmm. and Yule Yule tide carols and blah blah blah. There'll be gay happy meetings and now after the Christianization of Europe. These Yule celebrations were kind of absorbed into Christmas a little bit. Yep. So you have the nice big chocolate cake, and you've combined that with um, the traditional Christmas feast on the 6th of December. Um, another interpretation is the Norse leader of the Wild Hunt, obviously, because the Norse love hunting, that happened um, That happened sort of around this time as well, Midwinter Hunt, mm-hmm. was called Wodan, or Odin. Oh. Odin, the Norse god. 
like the god of gods, Anthony Hopkins in the Thor movies, right? That's Odin. Odin is like a warlord chief god that rides around the six-legged horse called Sleipnir, right? Or eight legs, so he's got a bunch of legs and has a, a powerful a sword that cuts people in half, like and could destroy mountains and stuff, and like a crazy lance and stuff. Um, but in later interpretations of him, he was like a white-bearded gift-bringer. Like, he, he rode around on his horse, dropping presents down the chimneys. He was a blue-hooded, white-bearded gift-bringer from the north. That was what he was before um, Scandinavia and that sort of area was Christianized. Now, the final person I want to talk to you about, person, the final figure I want to talk to you about, is the English or British uh, um, figure, Father Christmas. We still say Father Christmas in this country when we mean Santa Claus. Yeah. They've been combined. Now, if you say Father Christmas in America, they're probably not going to know what you're talking about. Well, they might, just because of uh, yeah. a, a mixing of cultures. They probably will, because of the English cultures and stuff that yeah. exist in America. Father Christmas um, has been mentioned all the way back to the 15th cent- the 16th century, apologies, um, in the time of Henry VIII, who we've spoken about on a previous episode of the podcast. Please watch all our episodes on... Watch. Listen Please listen to, to all our episodes. episodes. Um, he wore green robes. Mm-hmm. Right? He wore green robes. If you, if you read um, A Christmas Carol and you find the ones with the illustrations, uh, John Leach is an artist, cartoonist. What was that? that? What was that noise? I don't know. Continue. I'll continue. If you get the animated, not the animated, the illustrated ones, uh, there's an animator called John Leach who drew a lot of uh, pictures for these sorts of books. And he draws... Father Christmas as, or the ghost of Christmas present I should say, the ghost of Christmas present is portrayed as a sort of portly bearded man in a big green robe yeah yeah. Um, they no longer had, after the Christianization of Britain, they no longer really had the feast day for Saint Nicholas because obviously the, the split in Christianity and stuff, he was an orthodox bishop this is a Catholic place they didn't have the feast day of St. Nicholas on the 6th of December, so they moved it to the 25th to coincide with Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason that Christmas is celebrated on Christmas Day, on the 25th, Christmas Day, is because the old Roman tradition of the winter solstice was celebrated on the 25th of December. And when they became Christians, way back in the 6th, 5th or 6th century AD, um, they just smashed those two together because it was convenient. Okay? It's fairly simple, right? Yep. So who have we got? We've got St. Nicholas, we've got Sinterklaas, we've got Father Christmas, and we've got Odin. <laughs> kind of slightly <laughs> incongruous there. It's like the weirdest... It's like, which one's the odd one out? In the Imagine <laughs> Infinity War with fucking Santa Claus. So, the re- where, this, where this idea of Santa Claus came from was um, America... Now, if you think about the origins of America, it was a melting pot of uh, Germanic and British and Dutch, particularly, uh, cultures. Now, the Dutch bring Sinterklaas, St. Nicholas, the British bring Father Christmas, the Germans bring Odin, and all this sort of things, and they get pushed together and Americanized as Santa Claus from Sinterklaas. He lost his priestly robes and was pictured as a fat Dutch sailor with a green coat and a big pipe in uh, Washington Irving's History of New York. So he's still wearing green robes. Um, It's actually, it's not the Coca-Cola company, it's about uh, 70 years before that, a gentleman called Thomas Nast, who was a a, a guy who drew things. Um, An illustrator. An illustrator, thank you very much. Drew Santa Claus as a heavy-set bearded man with a red coat. And Wait, he, I'm guessing he was like skinny before that because the um, time period like I imagine but, the time but, period that he was in food isn't like I, I mean you can eat I'm guessing a lot of people thought he but, was an elf like a teeny tiny little elf there's actually um, there's actually various little accounts of um, him having like a miniature sleigh and like tiny reindeer that sounds really cool I'm not gonna lie that's also where the idea of elves came from He's got an army of... Uh, not an army. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we shall march on Norway. <laughs> uh, let's call it an army. An army of elves who make presents, right? Mm-hmm. Make the toys. That's where that came from. So yeah, Thomas Nast drew that. He also, uh, in one of the captions, right, created the idea that Santa Claus lives in the North Pole. Yeah. He lives in Santa Clausville, North Pole. I've never heard Santa Clausville. Santa Claus. Where's the North Pole? Where is the North Pole? The North... 
Okay, well, that's that's slight, a slight geographical concern. We'll get into that. <laughs> um, other names for... Give me another name for Santa Claus. Another name for Santa Claus. That isn't Father Christmas that we said already. Old Saint Nick. Old Saint Nick, yeah, fine. Uh, I'm guessing, obviously, not, not. I've already said Saint Nick pretty much, and mm-hmm. um, Saint Nicholas. So, uh, as you said, Father Christmas. Mm-hmm. That's uh, how I would refer to him. Uh, Tim Allen. Tip. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Richard Attenborough, the Lord Attenborough, rest in peace. Uh, my dad. Your dad. Chris Kringle. Chris. Oh yeah. Chris K- Chris Kringle, or the slightly more traditional Where pronunciation. Where did Chris Kringle come Chris from? Chris Kinkle. There's another one. Chris Kinkle. No, no, it's Chris Kinkle in Pennsylvania. I've never heard this before. Chris Kringle. Chris Kringle. It's just another name for him. It's an Americanized version. I don't know. Oh, right. I don't really know why they call him that. It doesn't go into detail. My sources do not go into detail. Now we do move on to Coca-Cola because Coca-Cola started using the image of Santa Claus to sell Coca-Cola, which at that time had cocaine in it. It wasn't cocaine. It was um, some some sort of derivative of the coca plant. Yeah. Which is why people assume cocaine. Yeah. I mean, it had like it had the energy mm-hmm. effect, not of cocaine, but <laughs> similar it to cocaine. You, yeah. It popular. They popularized the red and white look, but people think, oh well, they started the red and white. White Rock Beverages had used a red and white sander in nineteen fifteen to sell mineral water. This is thirty years before, or fifteen years before Coca Cola even started using Santa Claus. Yeah. You know, um, where where personally, I think the red the red Santa Claus comes from is if you look at uh, depictions of Father Christmas um, sort of a guy with long white hair a big beard and a, and a green furry robe and then you look at the Dutch interpretation of Sinterklaas who is uh, a priest with r- r- red robes and a big beard and they smash those together and you get um, a portly bearded man wearing red mm-hmm. uh, obviously the hat and the boots and stuff sort of evolved especially if you live in the north as well I mean that, that's kind of it's a cold one. Yeah, exactly. So and and sort of the, the portliness represents like a prosperity and like that Christmas. I think red has got like that... Jo- I don't know whether that's because we've lived through an era of like seeing red and like it either being an angry... Danger! Or, or it being like a kind of a... Around, especially around Christmas, it's a holly jolly kind of colour. Well, yeah, the Chinese represent... Um, Red represents good luck and charity and money. I thought that was actually green because jade is a um, is a good luck stone. Uh, it, it is used... maybe green as well then, but uh, the Chinese give each other red envelopes for the money at various gift giving celebrations. Cool, interesting, yeah. interesting. So yeah, we need to go into other cultures more in our history, like as in not the Western not so much Western European. European. I I feel like when we go elsewhere, we find better news. Uh, <laughs> yeah okay we can do we can do some more I was planning on doing some uh, some episodes on like the Japanese Edo period and the Chinese warring states mm-hmm. uh, Attila the Hun uh, Genghis Khan all sorts of things we've got so much I want to do an island history with you where we where, where, about technology and oh, it's, yeah, okay. uh, and it's exponential growth uh, after uh, Japan was bombed after World War 2 sad times I thought it'd just be a good one. Yeah. Because yeah. their, their economy grew massively, and now they provide us um, with technology. A lot of cars. A lot, a lot of cars. And also, that fancy computer you're on at Christmas. And yeah. probably your device you're listening to now. And if you've got a robot butler, he's likely Japanese as well. RJ, see if you can't tell me a little nugget of information that I don't know about Christmas. You don't know about Christmas. Mm. Um, oh, I'm trying to think through my... My head. Uh, Alexa, give me a Christmas fact. The UK Christmas number one went to the Beatles three times in a row. In 1963, 1964 and 1965, plus a fourth two years later. The Spice Girls also had three Christmas number ones in a row, from 1996 to 1998. There we are. For anyone that has an Amazon Echo and is listening at home... Uh, on loudspeaker, I'm sorry, because you just got the same thing, probably. Congratulations to the Beatles for their four Christmas number ones. And the Spice Girls And the Spice three. Girls for their three. There we are. That's something I didn't know about Christmas. There Thank you go. very much, RJ. No problem. Thank you. Um, I'd say your name, but I don't want you to activate again. 
<laughs> my name does sound a little bit like the name given to the Amazon Echo. Yeah, no, I mean, I was going to say it to you. I was going to say thank you, Alex, oh, but, someone. But also, my name does sound like that. And Alex. Uh, earlier, we tried to use your Amazon Echo, and you said Alex, and it started going oh, yeah. crazy. I said uh, Amazon Echo's name. Um, Simon <laughs> says Alex is a uh, bad, well, bad, bad person. <laughs> and... Echo decided to repeat it over and over because it heard its name with the A after. If you have a Christmas fact that you want to share with us, please make sure you tweet it at Podmage or at RJ or at my personal Twitter at Alex Vakili. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please make sure you subscribe, give us a like, not a like, Give us a rating. Give us a rating. Sorry, I'm, st- I'm just used to YouTube. Give us a, even though I haven't been on YouTube for five six years. years. <laughs> like that. Um, give us a five-star rating, uh, a subscribe. Make sure you listen to the rest of the back catalog, the ever-growing back catalog of I Don't Know History podcasts. Mm-hmm. Give RJ's podcast a listen at the Cup of RJ and the Unintentional podcast. Oh, well, it's just um, the Unintentional podcast is a sub-podcast of Cup of RJ. If you subscribe to Cup of RJ, you'll, you'll get it in your feed. Yeah. Get it in your feed. Yeah. There's a... Um... Do we have any reviews currently on uh, on I don't know history? I haven't checked. I don't know. Episodes I would hope that someone has reviewed by now. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Let's have a little check, shall we? Yeah, let's just yeah a little break from Christmas. A little break from Christmas. A little, a little break from Christmas. I don't know history. There we go. Oh, it's just telling me the, the facts of I don't know history, not the actual rate review ratings of I don't know history. Podcast. See, I really like this. There's, like, there's always that nice little chill part in between the podcast. And it's... Uh-huh. It's nice and relaxing. Oh, I'm glad you think so. Well, you find it boring. No, do you, do you just not think the sort of the meat of the podcast is interesting as well? No, I do, I do, but it's just like you get a moment to oh, breathe. And then me. General McClellan marched on Robert Ely. Boring. No, I just meant that sometimes we hear all this stuff, and I need a few seconds to catch up and have a breather because my God, history is terrifying and sad. The history of Christmas is nice, though. Yeah, totally. Yay, gifts. Uh, no, I can't find anything currently, Karen. With the I Don't Know History podcast. RJ. Yes. Where does Santa Claus live? Well, I know this because the Cup RJ podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, no, not where, not where is St. Nicholas from. Where does the fictional character, the fictional being of St. Nicholas... The Nicholas. North Pole. Right. This is contentious does he live in the North Pole where is the North Pole here we go here's the geographical issue there are three North Poles what there is grid north which on a map is where zero zero is which is mm-hmm. which is not the North Pole really there is magnetic north which is where the, the magnetic North Pole is if you like follow a compass until it spins around like a crazy person that's that's where the North Pole is as far as magnets go and that moves a bunch and then there's True North, which was set ages ago. Now, True North and Magnetic North... And True North isn't True North, then. It's just... No, Magnetic North is the the, pro- right mo- one. the most correct one. But the North Pole is in Canada. Canada has given Santa Claus... Has legally recognised Santa Claus as a Canadian. <laughs> That's why he's so nice! <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, eh? <laughs> Hope you enjoy your toys. Oh, imagine. What is Tim, he from? None of it. Imagine Tim Allen with a Canadian accent in that movie. Though. Oh, hey guys, <laughs> it's me, Santa Claus. Hope you're having a nice time on Christmas, eh? <laughs> Thanks for the carrot for my reindeer. <laughs> Starts oh, sounding like Kermit. Uh, uh, Thanks uh, for the carrot for my reindeer. Is Kermit Canadian? Hey, Miss Piggy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. Can't do a good impression of Kermit. It's not great. Wait, does um. Wait, does he prefer cookies and milk, or does he prefer... Um, Mince pie and brandy? No, poutine. Poutine? You, you know, so... Like, how, how can you be so culturally ignorant? What? <laughs> Just Canada, poutine. What, what do you mean, poutine? Oh, Canada, like a... but if, if you... Right, All right, let's think of it logistically, right? You have to French fries and cheese and gravy. By the time Santa Claus gets to your house, it's going to be cold and gross. No, I'm just trying... You're saying all this, and I'm just like, what? If he's going to... like. I'm Welsh and I eat chips and curry sauce. It's like a staple of Welsh food. Where do you think the Americans think Santa Claus is from, Marge? Let's stop that before we get annoyed. <laughs> uh, the North Pole, which doesn't... I'm guessing is just... <laughs> uh, he's from Alaska. 
what if you ask the Amer- some Americans, right? Americans, where the, from Alaska? Where the po- nah, where where the postcode for? There is actually a postcode, the zip code for letters to Santa Claus is nine three three five seven zero five something like nine three three seven zero five I think, and that's where the letters to Santa Claus get delivered, and it's in Alaska. Okay. So by that logic, surely they think Santa Claus lives in Alaska. No, I'm why guess, not? I <coughs> I just assumed that a lot of people would take because they. <clears throat> You're right. <coughs> Yes, I'm just trying to clear my throat from the monster that I just had. Oh, lovely. Uh, uh, let me just do a little search. Because just thinking about it map-wise, mm-hmm. like, there isn't... Like, you zoom out on a map and you look north and there's just nothing in the Arctic Ocean, really. It's fucking... Yeah, yeah. but, uh, Archie, that's a Mercator projection and I, I, I'm not going to get into the problems with Merc- Mercator projections on maps because... It's just there's there's so many there's so many it's wrong. Every world map you ever look at, if it's square, is completely wrong. Oh, for God's sake, great. Because um, of because of the d- d- size difference, um, just the way your eyes look at it between where it is in the equator. There's a really interesting website. This is a complete tangent. Really interesting website. Like how how big is it really? I think it's called. And it's yeah. you you uh, click on a country and you can move it around to see what the actual size of it is on a Mercator projection. So Canada looks enormous. You move it down. It's like, oh, it's, it's big. Like, it's pretty big, but it's not, it's not like the size of Africa, you know? Oh, okay. Did not really think of that. Yeah, I just thought Canada was fucking massive. Canada, How big is Russia then? Russia is not that big. That's so weird. Russia is enormous. Is it, that... it, it can wrap... It, it's, you walk from one side of Russia to the other, you've walked around the moon. Because, like, you know? we... With, like when you think of like I always think of the like Antarctica mm-hmm. like that's the south so it's like the, look look at this right I think I've just Antarctica is a circle if you if you walk if you walk down here off this yeah. map you show up here you know wait where the fuck is does it end <laughs> it's a circle I'm st- oh yeah I- that's why the projection of the map is is, is, is incorrect because you need to basically take that whole pr- the picture and go whoop Make it into a sphere. Yeah, I get it now. Okay, that's so weird. Anyway, this is not I don't know geography. <laughs> no, 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 I know I know that. Actually, we did talk about doing that in, in the past, because you know geography, isn't it? I don't know I geography. do quite know, I do know quite a lot about geography. I don't know anything about it. Um, <laughs> no, but my point being was, when you go, when you think of the north, like, and mm. you kind of look at a map, there's not really... You think of the middle because because of the way maps are drawn. The zero on the longitudinal side is the Greenwich Meridian, yeah, which is in London. Because like if it was like Santa Claus lived in the South Pole, mm-hmm. there wouldn't really be anyone arguing over that. In it's, the it's, in Antarctica, it's in Antarctica. Right? It, no one's gonna go there. There's no fucking government. I'm swearing again. I'm sorry. There's a bunch of uh, Antarctica. The governance of Antarctica is something for another episode. But <laughs> actually, that'd be really. I'd, be, I'd like that. Um, but I, what I mean is. You take a look and say, like, no one's going to own Santa Claus then. <laughs> like, yeah, no one's going to be like, he's Canadian. No, he's from Alaska. Well, no, he's from Turkey. No one's going to do that. There, there there, are four more that I want. I wanted to mention. That's what I was just going for. Uh, carry on. The Norwegians think uh, Santa Claus is... Uh, ladies and gentlemen, there's a disclaimer here. I'm about to butcher some Norse words. <laughs> I will try and assist if I can. But Norway is in Drobak. Let me read. D-R-O with a little cross, B-A-K. D-R-O with a cross. Wait, I can't see. Wait, let me point. Oh, uh, no, I can't pronounce that. I'm not going to bother. Drobak, Drobak, something like that. Drobak? Which is in Norway. Drobak. The Danes say he lives in Greenland, which is Danish-controlled territory. And I did not even write attempts to write down the name of... The name of the town it's near because it's just, it's just like there's like five U's and eight A's and things like that. <laughs> um, the Swedes say he lives in Tomteboda, which is in Stockholm, and Finns say Korvatonturi. All right, I really should have uh, like if I had more effort to edit these podcasts, I would get the Google Translate to do that for you. <laughs> According to all these uh, the Nordic countries, Santa Claus comes from their country, obviously. Yeah. So there is no clear answer where Santa Claus comes from. I mean, there is. He comes from Turkey, but I don't. I don't. I don't really think that the Turks want him. 
Because I'm pretty sure Turkey is 90% Muslim. It's like... And therefore, don't celebrate Christmas. So. They're like, yeah, whatever. What happened to, like, the planet? <laughs> I don't know. Do you know what's really interesting about uh, Christianity and Christmas? What? During the time where Calvinism began. So Calvinism is the reformation of Christianity into Protestantism and Roman Catholic. Catholicism. Right? Mm-hmm. It was condemned by Puritanical Christians as being pagan or Roman Catholic. Because basically, it's based on Yule or Christmas. They like, we don't like this. It, the lavish celebrations were not in accordance with the Puritanical faith. So Puritanical Christians do not, do not like Christmas. Hence why Jehovah's Witnesses do not celebrate Christmas. Yeah. I can't speak for Mormons. I think they probably do. Alexa, do Mormons celebrate Christmas? Here's what I found on reference.com. Members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or Mormons, do celebrate Christmas to commemorate the birth of Jesus Christ. Mormons believe in the Christmas story as described in the Gospels of the Bible. Okay, they Alexa, include in a- stop. There we are, we got, we got, we got. So the Mormons do celebrate Christmas. There Lovely. I'm getting Alexa to do your job. If you're ever sick one day, I'm just going to ask her. Let's ask her. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, okay, that's fine. That's fine. The Soviet Union, remember them from last episode? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, the Marxist-Leninist Soviet Union banned Christmas mm-hmm. because of state-enforced atheism. Oh, oh. Yep. Didn't... Did we speak about this last time? No. Whoa. I did not know that. Yeah, if you were... If you were I mean, State enforced. It might have changed a little later. Yeah, you weren't allowed to be a Christian. That's ridiculous. Mm. Well, is it any more ridiculous than being forced to be religious in, no, in some like, of the countries? No, what, what I mean is, it's like, give people a bloody choice. Well, yeah. But that's the negative parts of Christmas. More Christmas, please. Why do we eat Christmas dinner? I just find it a wholesome time to get the family together and celebrate. This is taking a little, I just realised this is taking a little divergence from history. Because I'm not actually, this is more culture. It's not really Well, culture is still a part of history, it's where That's we've come true. from. Why do we have a lavish Christmas dinner? Because of the Christian feast day on the 6th of December, obviously. Oh, that's reflecting that. That's where that comes from. Did you know what's really interesting? Not everyone eats turkey. In fact, I would go ahead and say that... We eat turkey because St. Nick is from Turkey. (laughs) (laughs) I'd go ahead and say that 80... Maybe. 80% of Christian countries don't eat turkey on Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. Now... My family doesn't. What do they eat? Chicken. Oh, chicken, turkey, turkey, chicken. No, no, but a lot of people find it weird that I eat chicken instead. It's like, chicken is dope. It's great. Chicken is nice. Chicken's better than turkey, in my opinion. They both have different... Turkey's drier, but tastier, I think, than chicken. Little gamier. Yeah, I think that's the problem. I like turkey, uh, and I get, like, you've got to have stuffing with it. That's, you've got to have mm, stuffing yeah. with it, otherwise it's a bit funny. But, like, when you when there's only, like, four of us, you don't want a giant turkey. A whole turkey. turkey is far too much. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, just have a chicken, guys. Do you know what they eat in Austria, the Czech Republic, and Slovakia on Christmas Day? Um, an eggplant. You, you mean an aubergine? Yeah. No. I was really like I threw it out there. I was like, "Am I going to mess with Alex?" There. You were wrong. It is a it's a protein filled dish. Mm-hmm. Go on, go on. One more guess before I tell you. I don't know. Guess eggs. No, they eat fried carp. Whoa! I wouldn't have guessed that. That's no. strange. No. Wait, where's this again? Uh, Austria, the Czech Austria. Republic, and Slovakia. In the Czech Republic, they have fried carp and potato salad. The potato salad is unexpected. But the fried carp fried and carp, potato like, Why do they have potato salad? Because potatoes are seasonal in winter. Um, That's the that, reason yeah. we have the, the, those types of vegetables. Brussels sprouts and potatoes and parsnips and carrots and stuff they're oh, seasonal parsnips. vegetables parsnips are the best that's, that's, the, that's the, gen, the general reason you know uh, in Denmark uh, they eat some people do eat turkey but it's a very small minority it's duck or pork mm-hmm. Finland they eat ham in Germany they eat roast carp or roast goose people mm-hmm. do eat goose in this country uh, in Iceland they, they eat like a, a sort of gammon steak 
like, oh, I like gammon. In Ireland, they do eat turkey. In Italy, what are they eat in Italy? What's their traditional Christmas Eve meal? Italians are very Roman Catholic and therefore uh, they generally have the Christmas meal on Christmas Eve because then they go for mass uh, at midnight Christmas Eve. Right, I don't fully know that much about Italian foods other than the cliche of say like you've got your, your pasta dishes well you're uh, in the right ballpark and, and pizzas and stuff like that uh, so my, my brain is telling me Probably some kind of specialist kind of pasta. Yeah. Or, or a pizza. Kind it's of thing. generally... I was imagining some kind of special calzone. Like It's not pizza. No. It no, is. That, I was stepping away from that because I was like, pasta is very traditional and they're very thing about so pasta. So I was going to... A traditional Christmas that. Eve meal in Italy is like a, a filled pasta. Like um, a ravioli. Yeah, if you like, or a tortellini or something, filled with, I'm not sure, and kind of boiled in uh, broth, like chicken or capon oh, broth. Oh, that sounds like a good Christmas food. But they also do like to eat poultry as well. So chicken and turkey. And yeah. And what's the other one? What do, what do rich people have? Pheasant. That's the one. Pheasant's not poultry. Pheasant's game, I think. I, mean, I don't know. Didn't know that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Tweet okay. if you know what if you know what pheasant is if it's game or poultry. Hey, tweet Alexa. us. No, 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 no more of that. I shan't be replaced by a machine. <laughs> I'm replacing Alex with Alexa. What are they in Norway, RJ? You should know this because you have fish. Norwegian friends. I'm guessing fish. No, you're wrong. They eat pork belly. Oh, strange. One. I mean, obviously, pe- people will eat whatever the fuck they want. No, no, no. It's, it's like but a the, cultural what, uh, these like, are the staple. Cultural, traditional sort of thing. I went with fish because it's very like Norway is Norway a fishing fish. country. Ah, in Poland, what do they have? It, I, I feel like because they just said fish, it's going to be fish. No, you're wrong. Oh, for God's sake! Because is it going to be I don't know. Because um, Christmas Eve. roasted peppers and mushrooms. Because yeah, not far. Christmas Eve is Christmas. a no, no Christmas. Christmas <laughs> Eve is a fasting day for them because to okay. honor the Catholic tradition. Mm-hmm. So they have a meatless. Christmas dinner. Oh. Mm. So you weren't far off with pro- roasted peppers and mushrooms, like. Mm. That's likely the sort of thing they're going to eat. I'm kind of hungry for roasted peppers and mushrooms Ooh, there. I haven't eaten dinner. Neither have I. Oh, I had a sandwich. I'm going to have some tasty food. Well, we're talking about food and we're both very hungry. And in Portugal, they have salted cod. Ugh, ugh. See, I don't... like. Fish is such a weird one for me. Why is that? I just find it a weird taste um so saying salted cod fish is which which is already salty mm-hmm. with it's, extra it's salt salt baked cod so it's not super salty it's just like oh, but still it's just a bit i had squid the other day <laughs> no. i had the chili moving squid on from, i had the chili squid from wagamama's it was actually quite good okay i'm not against people eating squid but the, but the thing is it's the texture for me yeah little, it's little, the little. same as like when i bite into a tomato and it's a bit too Squidgy, and they're like, no thanks, this is a this is a bad time, but it's for my health. Let's take a break. What do you like on, on your Christmas dinner, RJ? Uh, RJ likes to eat Christmas puddings with uh, Christmas puddings, Yorkshire puddings with his turkey. Right. Now, if you're from Yorkshire turkey, and you're listening to this, you, you want to reach through the microphone ago? and slap him. Did you not hear me 10 minutes ago when Ch- I said I don't okay, turkey? Okay, chicken. No, back off. Yorkshire back puddings off. with his chicken. My family makes a nice chicken for Christmas, other than the last two years because well they did make the chicken but I was a vegetarian the last two Christmases what did you have? So. that's an interesting question uh, I had a corn roast oh. it was alright I wanted to try a nut roast mm. like for, for once it's quite traditional I want I wanted that but um, turns out my mom didn't have enough time and I was like it's fine you've got a lot of other stuff to do for Christmas it's fine mm. I'm not upset mm. I am disappointed I'm kidding mom I love you so much please don't please don't be sad um <laughs> I can't even joke about stuff like that. Oh, bless me. Yeah. So, my family has a nice chicken. We have parsnips. We have roasted... We have roasties. We don't do them in duck fat. We do them... Goose. Because we... Goose fat. Goose fat. We, uh, what we do is... We, we steam all our vegetables. So, uh, all the water that comes from that, we then do a beef gravy with. Um, and also that water we uh, actually flick onto... Onto the uh, the roasties with some sunflower oil. Flick. Yeah. You flick it Just on. It's like a little kind of thing. Oh, all right. Nice. So you get a nice little taste of them um, with some sunflower oil because that makes them quite crunchy. Mm-hmm. Um, along with... Oh, God, the gravy's amazing. So, yeah. Uh, with the gravy, we also have roast, uh, 
uh, the Yorkshire puddings because if you have gravy, you have to have Yorkshire puddings, no matter what you are also eating them with. Uh, Yorkshire puddings take four minutes to cook, and if you get instant gravy, which isn't the best, but I mean, for four, if you're gonna do Yorkshire puddings in four minutes, you can always just—it's a nice, quick snack. What if you're in a pie with gravy in it? A pie with gravy in it. Mm. Well, there, there's a difference because, like, you've got it. it the crust itself acts how a Yorkshire pudding would act. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm letting to let. So similar like to sort of like toad in the hole. Oh my, yeah, I love Toad in the Hole so much. I also do. Yeah, you criticising me about beef. Like, oh, you've got to have Yorkshire pudding with beef. What about Toad in the Hole? That's pork. That's not a Yorkshire pudding. That's, that's that pudding. That is Yorkshire. Ma- no, Yorkshire a Toad in matter. the Hole is a big Yorkshire pudding with inbuilt sausages. Hey, you know what? It's not my hell to die on, so fine. You, you're backing off? I don't care. <laughs> Your results? Yeah, whatever. All right. I like Yorkshire puddings. I'll, I'll have it with gravy. I, I mean, like... Earlier when I said that to you, right, I was only I was just espousing the Yorkshire tradition of you only have Yorkshire mm-hmm. puddings with beef. I yeah. eat Yorkshire puddings with chicken all the time. Trying to yank my chain. I'm a hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a gosh darn hypocrite. I think that's one thing that we're both very common on saying just to the world. Yeah, I'm a hypocrite. Shut the fuck up. Everyone's a hypocrite. Hey guys. I keep saying I'm not going to swear anymore. I'm too used to the Cup podcast where I don't give a heck. Now, here's an interesting one. Um, I know this... I haven't researched this. I just sort of know this because I've heard certain Jewish people say it. Yeah. What do Jewish people eat on Christmas Day? Um, I'm not. What, what are people sure, but I know kind of tend to eat? That if they they can't have anything dairy and anything meat on the same plate. That's all I remember. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty well, sure that's the thing. It's why McFlurries aren't dairy based. Oh. I believe. No, I remember. Oh, because this of, is why yeah. I learned from religious studies. So. Something I've heard from various Jewish people are that lots of Jewish people tend to eat Chinese food on Christmas Day. Wait, what? Chris, the Chinese food? The, Jew, the, the Jew, uh, Jewish people and the Chinese, neither of them celebrate Christmas Day. So the, the Chinese food shops are open. That, oh, and the Jewish people go and buy Chinese me, food. It reminds me of um, that really culturally insensitive ending of uh, a Christmas store. No. Um, a Christmas story is it the one, the one with the boy with the gun pass uh, you haven't seen that oh, nope. it's, it's got to be a Christmas story a Christmas story um, yeah it is a Christmas story he's like uh, if you're not careful you're going to shoot your eye out and then he nearly shoots his eye out have you seen like that kid no. you need to watch a Christmas story basically at the end there's it's really culturally unsensitive, and you can tell it's a film of its time. Continue. <laughs> All right. Um, for the sake of multiculturalism and balance, and because it's quite interesting, I want to talk all about Christmas. Mm-hmm. What other celebrations do you know that happen in, in sort of the Christmas period? The stories that I know that happen. Speaking to... of Jewish people, mm-hmm. what is their... Holiday celebration. All oh, right, uh, Hanukkah. Hanukkah, or if you want to be proper, Hanukkah. 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 I don't know if we're butchering that either. We're, I'm pretty sure that's right. We're too Welsh, but if we are I'm not Welsh, incorrect, are we? it's not Hanukkah. It's, it's Hanukkah. <laughs> Fine, we both. What What is the story of Hanukkah? Um, I remember oil that wouldn't last a day uh, ended up burning for. Seven days and seven nights? Or was that 15 days and 15... No, seven days, seven nights. So the mir- eight days, eight nights? I can't remember. At the beginning of um, the Hanukkah tale, right? It was written in, down in uh, Maccabees, which is in the Talmud, or the Tanakh. I'm not sure. I'm sorry if I'm getting your Jewish holy books wrong. You just said the Maccabees, and just that that scene with Ross and friends would be like, a long time ago, there were these folks called the Maccabees. <laughs> I just can't get over the Christmas armadillo. I'm the holiday armadillo. armadillo. <laughs> Keep going. Judaism was outlawed in the Seleucid-controlled Judea. The Seleucids mm-hmm. are an old... An old, old empire that came from the Achaemenids and uh, they were uh, Babylonians and blah, blah, blah. And, and Jerusalem and Israel was just constantly occupied. It wasn't Israel at the time, it was Judea. It was constantly occupied. So it was Judaism was outlawed in the Seleucid-controlled Judea. And so the second temple of Jerusalem was defiled. Mm-hmm. 
They uh, tore down the altar. They put up an altar to Zeus because they still uh, worship the Greek gods. And they sacrificed a bunch of pigs there, which, as any anyone who knows anything about Judaism will know, is completely abhorrent mm-hmm. to Jewish people. Now, after uh, Mattathias and uh, Judah uh, reclaimed this temple, it needed to be cleansed. Now, in order to cleanse the temple, they needed to light the menorah, uh, and it needed to stay lit with like fresh, blessed olive oil, mm-hmm. kosher olive oil. It needed to burn th- from day one all the way through the night for eight days. Couldn't find any oil. They found one oil flask. Uh, which would have lasted, which they were like, oh, one night. They reckon one night. But it burned continuously for eight days and eight nights. Nice. That is the miracle of Hanukkah. <laughs> uh, in America and places like that where there are large Jewish communities, I, fe- I do feel, like, I don't want to offend anyone by saying this, but I do feel like uh, Hanukkah and Christmas are kind of, uh, there's a little bit of crossover as h- how they're celebrated. How uh, how is Hanukkah celebrated or Hanukkah? Well, you light the menorah and you give gifts and you have a nice meal and so that it lasts for eight days though, obviously. Yeah. So I'm not. I think just I mean you can take a look at say like birthdays and stuff like that and we mm. celebrate in a similar manner of like gift giving and and spending a day about this one event. I've never and celebrated even anniversaries yeah. have that kind of thing. So saying like Christmas and Hanukkah have similar crossovers. I think every event has that kind of element. I, I just to think it. it's just the the general culture of today. Yeah. We also because they're at, at the similar time level that's kind of why we go happy holidays. It's not to be uh, insensitive kind of thing. I mean it's just when we're talking about December it is a happy holiday month Some and then people you have Christmas you know, there and Hanukkah there in America the particularly lots of people are Jewish yeah and then you're like Merry Christmas and they're like I'm, I'm Jewish and you're I've like oh okay tons of people that are just like it's, it's like it's a case of being like Merry Christmas oh thank you um, Happy Hanukkah that kind of thing yeah. it's like a thank you for your your like happiness here's your happiness back as well it's like getting people involved just be a nice person anything. just yeah. don't be like I don't celebrate Christmas actually it's like well Good, good for you. I do. I'm, I'm wishing you... Ha- if you did, I'm wishing you a happy time. Yeah. Anyway, what is... Can you name me another one? Another holiday. One more happens. sort of December holiday sort of thing. You're going to say it and it's going to be obvious to me, which is... It, it, it's this level that's frustrating. Basically, I don't know. I It might be it's in my head. an African-American holiday. Mm-hmm. It was created uh, in the 60s uh, when the Black Rights Movement was happening. As oh, an alternative to the white, the white tradition of Christmas. Okay, what is it? It's called Kwanzaa. Oh yes, yeah. Okay. Kwanzaa. I actually, I've never looked into Kwanzaa. I've heard it, but I've never looked into it. So I'm excited for this. Well, they light. Uh, yeah, kind of similar to Judaism in some ways. They light a kenara, which has seven candles in it, which represent the seven tenets of Kwanzaa. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what they are. I did not write them down. <laughs> Alex. Sorry. What was the the way it's celebrated is similar to Christmas, uh, because a lot of um, African people are now there's a lot of Christianity in Africa anyway. So mm-hmm. it is, I suppose, a Christian festival if you think about it that way. But it's not. It's not to do with religion. It's an African festival, and it was created for African Americans and. For a while, it was kind of like, don't celebrate Christmas, it's awful, ugh, gross, celebrate Kwanzaa instead. But since then, it's kind of, yeah, celebrate Kwanzaa, celebrate Christmas as well. A lot of African-American families celebrate Christmas and New Year's and Kwanzaa all sort of at a similar time. Because Kwanzaa's just after Christmas, sort of 26th, I think, this year is. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a Swahili word, Kwanzaa, for first fruits. Okay. Interesting. And yeah, I'd, I'd like to, like, look into Kwanzaa a bit more. Okay. Because it does sound really interesting. I haven't. Okay. I haven't. I haven't got any. That we'll do that minutes. for next year's Christmas special. Yeah. When you are, when, of Kwanzaa. When you meet someone who celebrates Kwanzaa, what do you say? I well, seeing as I know nothing about it, I would wish them a happy Kwanzaa. I'd be like happy Kwanzaa. Joyous. 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 A Kwanzaa. joyous Kwanzaa. Okay. You'll see. You'll hear people in America say that. Oh, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and a joyous Kwanzaa. Oh, I like all three of those in one. Mm. It's nice. It is nice. Good. 
It's, it's, a lot it's, of people be like, oh, it's a mofo. That's why you say happy holidays. Well, oh, well, can I just say Merry Christmas? It celebrates people's differences, but it also includes everyone. It's, yeah. in, it's inclusive of everyone, but it, it's, it uh, Are there any uh, December holidays? I just want to know. There is winter solstice, which is still celebrated by some uh, neo-pagans. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of like Asatrua and people like that, the more common uh, Norse religions. The winter religions. solstice is just celebrating the fact that we're, you're, you're deep into winter. Yeah, it's point. midwinter and you kind of celebrate with like a feast and Because it's a miserable time and it's like, well, yeah. let's be happy. At yeah. least we're halfway through. So there's that that people celebrate. Um, I, do, I have a friend who's uh, sort of mildly pagan. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really... You know, it kind of helps that he doesn't really care about Christmas that much either. <laughs> <laughs> I wished him a happy winter solstice last year. And he was like, oh, thank you very much. Oh, He was like, like thank you very much. And I was like, oh, I feel good about myself. I've actually been asked by multiple um, like spiritual people whether or not I'm a pagan. Why is that? I don't know why. I think it's just because I'm a bulky, hairy dude. like, And just sometimes the way I dress. And I'm like, what? Why? Okay. I think it's just, like, I wear a lot of stag clothing mm. as well. Because, like, my stag t-shirt had, like, a third eye on it. And I was just like, oh, that's very pagan t-shirt. Are you a, are you a pagan? That is like, pagan you look very pagan uh, as well. I was like... I just want to look pagan. I'm hairy and short and Welsh. <laughs> okay? I'm, like, clearly Celtic. Or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Norman. Oh, they're taller. Well, Actually, wait. Are they? I think just my friend Siggy's short. I think everyone else that I met, like... I didn't say Norse, I said, I said Norse. Oh, I thought you said Norse, sorry. Like French. Oh. Yeah, okay. Wait, no, they're not. Uh, I'm going through my... I, I've travelled a lot of places this year. I shouldn't act like snobby about it, but I did. And I'm like... Everything's blurring together now mm. with the people. Carry on. <laughs> That's all I really have to say about Christmas. Oh. Interesting history. What have we learned today, RJ? We learnt, the origins of Santa Claus. The origins of Santa Claus. Why people? We learnt what Kwanzaa is about. We learnt why people eat Christmas dinner. Yeah. We learnt what people. We learnt that we're both hypocrites, and you can be replaced by Alexa. Stop! That no, I'm not after you, Alexa. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, sing me a Christmas song. Tick the halls with boughs of holly, fa la 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 la. Tis the season to be jolly, fa la 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 la. I don't know, history will be back on the 5th of January, I think. I don't know, history will be back on the 5th of January. In the new year. Ladies and gentlemen, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Joyous Kwanzaa. And a happy new year. Thank you for joining us uh, through 2017. Uh, we'll be back, as will the Kaparaje podcast. Yes, we'll be back on the 7th of January. In 2018. Yeah. Uh, have a lovely holiday. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. I can't believe Alexa just sang to us. Alexa, sing me a different Christmas song. Sorry, I'm not sure. Alexa, sing us a Christmas song. Oh Christmas tree, oh Christmas tree, of all the trees so lovely. Oh Christmas tree, oh Christmas tree, of all the trees so lovely. Alexa, sing us a Christmas song. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey! Alexa, sing us a Hanukkah song. Hmm, I don't know that one. Alexa, sing us a Christmas song. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Alexa, sing us a Kwanzaa song. Sorry, I don't know that one. Alexa's bullshit. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking forward to all this post podcast. <laughs> Alexa, tell me about Kwanzaa. Dr. Mao Lanakai Renya was a black nationalist leader who created and modeled Kwanzaa after the first harvest celebrations in Africa. The word Kwanzaa means first fruits in Swahili.
The holiday lasts seven days, from December 26th to January 1st. Each day represents the following seven principles, unity, self-determination, collective work, and responsibility, cooperative economics, purpose, creativity, and faith. I can literally replace you with Alexa. <laughs> Alexa. Simon says, RJ is lame. RJ is lame. 